Mr. Chief Justice, the police of the court. So there was a connection there, right? That image of care, concern, and, 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 and acceptance from a father to a son or for, from an from a older person to a young person with regards to that issue is almost unheard of. So, so for any child that has been struggling with their sexuality who has seen that movie, that could have been a life-saving moment for them. This is Life of the Law. I'm Nancy Mullane. In just a minute, you're going to hear a new episode of Life of the Law's series, Inside San Quentin. Conversations produced exclusively by men serving time. Conversations that do not include the perceptions or voices of free people. This series, Inside San Quentin, is a chance for you, the listener, to meet the men in their intellect, their complexity, and their insight. This episode of Inside San Quentin is a discussion following a screening of the award-winning movie Moonlight in the Prison. Prisoners have access to some TV and select movies approved by the prison, but not all movies and not Moonlight. I described the movie to a few men inside the prison before a weekly meeting of the San Quentin Society of Professional Journalists. A couple of the men said they wanted to see the movie, but they didn't think it would ever be approved by the warden. I said I'd help, and in fact, I'm the white woman they talk about in the episode. The San Quentin chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists asked the prison for permission to screen the film inside the prison. Prison officials said they would let the movie be shown if one, the producers of the film, A24 Films, consented to the screening knowing the men couldn't pay, and two, one of the chapels in the prison allowed it to be screened. Spencer Lindenman of A24 Films sent a DVD. The Catholic chaplain offered the prison chapel for the screening. Days after the movie was screened, three of the men who produced the screening sat down together with a fellow inmate inside the prison's media center to record this episode of Inside San Quentin, a conversation by people living incarcerated. Inside San Quentin, Moonlight was produced by Shadid Wallace-Stepter. So, how's everybody doing? My name is Shadid Wallace-Stepter, but I go by Shah. I am the chairman of the Society of Professional Journalists at San Quentin. And today we are here to have a very lively, hopefully, discussion around the film Moonlight that was recently screened at San Quentin. So with that being said, I will turn it over to the brother next to me. How you doing? My name is Mike Adams, and I am an occupant of San Quentin Programming Institution. Uh, my name is Rasan Thomas, also incarcerated at San Quentin State Prison. I'm the vice chairman of the San Quentin chapter of Society Professional Journalists, as well as the co-founder of Prison Renaissance. My name is Emil DeWeaver. I'm the secretary at SBJ San Quentin and the other co-founder of Prison Renaissance. Okay, man. Thank you, brothers, for coming. I appreciate you guys coming out to uh, participate in this discussion. So around the film Moonlight, first and foremost, this is a pretty popular film right now because it is the current reigning winner for Best Picture with the Academy Awards, right? 
And so for me, in terms around what I thought about the film, first of all, I thought the film looked great cinematically. I thought the cinematography in the film was great. I thought the score around the film and the sounds that came around the film was fantastic. But uh, personally, I feel like the only reason that that film won an Academy Award for Best Picture is because the sexuality and the sexuality that was highlighted in the film. Because if you take away the sexuality, you know, you pretty much have a menace to society. You have a film that's like really similar to like Boys in the Hood, a, a film that's really similar to the film South Central, which also I think was actually a better film. But I feel like the only reason that this film is being celebrated is because of the sexuality of the film. What y'all think? Well, well personally, I, I, this is Mike. I think that is an aspect of the film, but actually if you look at the film in total, the sexuality part was a smaller part of the whole narrative of the film. So I really think it spoke to an aspect of uh, people of African descent's culture that really hasn't been spoken to in, in, in large degree. I think it spoke to a voice that hasn't been heard. So you say people of African descent's yeah. culture, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Rasan? What do you think? Ah. <sighs> I thought it was a, a, a good movie, but I was uncomfortable with the beach scene. My problem with it was not so much the homosexuality, but this narrative that in order to accomplish anything in Hollywood, if you're a black man, you have to be uh, demasculated. And so it, it made me feel like, did that even need to be there? Because the movie was so much more than that. It was so much more. It dealt with bullying. It dealt with the complex uh, issue of uh, not having perfect role models. It dealt with a drug addiction. It dealt with the complex thing where you're selling drugs, but you're also trying to be a good person. It was so much deeper than that. And so that element, it didn't feel like it needed to be there, even though I know that's real. But the way it was delivered almost felt like they were trying to force something on me. Emil, what you think? I think that... So... When you say like that, it, the movie was so much deeper than that, so much deeper than that moment of two boys kissing on the beach. What could be deeper than human connection? Like, what else is there in this world that's deeper than human connection? It's like it's problematic to say that. Well, you know, there's this narrative of like demasculating black men, and this is part of it. So, what's demasculating about a man kissing a man or a boy kissing a boy? Why is that demand? Why is that demeaning? That's the question I ask you. So let me let me jump in, and this is shy again, right? So so for me again, right? I, I gotta ask myself because now that this movie has won Best Picture, right? This movie has basically been like elevated to the top of black cinema, for the lack of a better term. When it comes to movies that like represent the African American experience and that represent black people, this movie is like the pinnacle now. So for me now, right, I'm looking at this film, right, and I'm asking myself, why have they chosen to anoint this film? Because this wasn't the only film that was even nominated for Best Picture this year. You had Fences, you also had Hidden Figures, right? So when it comes to an African-American film, and this is me asking myself this as an African-American man, right? When you put this film up there now, right, I'm asking myself, why are they pointing to this film? And for me, when I look at this film, if you take away the sexuality out of this film, I don't think that this film would have been nominated. Because the themes that you have in this film, you have a young boy, 
absentee father. He's adopted essentially by a drug dealer. He has a mother that's smoking crack. Then he gets bullied. Then essentially at the end, he grows up to be a drug dealer. Now I can get, I understand like if they're saying like, okay, this movie is like indicative for a lot of individuals who have similar lifestyles and who grew up in a similar way. I don't feel like this what this movie is saying because when they point to this movie, all of the reviews that I seen for this movie was it was mesmerizing. Oh, it was beautiful. And when this movie was actually brought into San Quentin by a white woman, she's saying, you guys need to see this movie because this movie says so much and it's important. So I'm like, wait a minute. What's important about this film? And I got you, Emil, right? But let me say this, right? What's important about this film, right? Because for me, what I took away from this film is you have a little kid who has no positive role models in his life at all. And he grows up without a father. So when he does get a, mo a role model in his life, this dude's a drug dealer who's actually selling crack to his mama. Then you have his mother who was smoking crack and who, at least for me, has no business raising no kids at all. Then the boy grows up out of this though, right? And when he grows out of this, he's still living the project. He's still got a mama that smoked out. Now he's getting bullied. Then he commits a crime, right? That essentially incarcerates him for a prolonged period of time. He goes to jail. Then when he gets out of jail, he comes out of jail as a drug dealer who's even way worse than what he started. And so when I'm left with images of this film, I'm asking myself, like, what is this film saying? Like, why are they celebrating this film? Why are they pointing at this film? What is this film saying to me? Not what this film is saying to other people outside of this culture, because this is my culture. I come from this culture, right? So what is this film telling me? And when I look at this film, I'm saying, man, the only reason that they point to this film, because when I heard everything about this film, I didn't hear none of them themes that I just laid out. I heard kind of like this coming to age story he's dealing, he's finding himself. It's not pointing to anything that I just pointed to right now. I say the only reason that they're celebrating this film is because of his sexuality and not in any of those other issues. All so right. Emil had his, <laughs> Emil got a lot to say and Mike has something. So I'm going to say, first of all, I got to call you on the, on the white woman brings the movie in and tell us it's important to see. This movie did not come in on the initiative of a white woman. It came in on the initiative of a black man in SBJ who said, hey, bring in Moonlight. It's a great movie. We'll walk down on the beach scene. So it doesn't, so it doesn't matter what Henry knew about the movie or didn't know about the movie. The point is this, Nancy didn't propose bringing the movie in. Stop, stop. A black man proposed She's bringing it in. Like, That's irrelevant. The man, just, the man just laid down a point that, hey man, we have this woman who brings this movie in as if she's foisting it off on us and trying to force us to acknowledge its importance. I'm saying that's not true. And that's the problem with this conversation is the way we mischaracterize facts and narratives to fit where we're at. A black man said we should bring in Moonlight and screen it because it's an important because movie. Because that black that man thought it was an important movie to see. It won an Academy Award. It doesn't and matter. And Nancy agreed with that. It doesn't matter what he thought. The narrative that just happened right here on this tape was that a white woman brought it in because she thought it was important and she thinks we should think it's important. That's not true. What happened was a black man said, hey, bring this movie in because it's important. You can talk all day about why he thought it's important. That that's is that's, still that's true. Irrelevant. So hold up, hold up. It, so it, going back, said hold, it's up, still hold true. up, hold up. Going back to the truth. So when the topic of Moonlight was actually brought up, clearly I wasn't there for that, right? So when I did get wind of like Moonlight, how it came to me, because so I'm not changing the narrative, how it came to me was I was asked, have you seen Moonlight? 
I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to reach out to the producers myself and screen this film because I feel like this is an important film that all of you guys need to see. That's how it was brought to me. Now, the fact that Henry actually brought it up and that's how the conversation was created. Okay, that may have happened, but I wasn't there for that. So when I got it and when it came to me and when I was asked to weigh in on it, that's how it came to me. And it was emphasized how important it was, because the first thing I asked about was the sexuality in this film. Like, isn't this film has like sexuality scenes? And it was like, oh, these scenes are really minimal. I don't even know why it has an R rating. It really doesn't show anything. And it's only up on the screen for a few moments. This is what was said to me. Right. And I feel like that was the sale in terms of the get me on board. And I'm like, okay, let's check this out. This is how it was brought to me. But can we separate your experience from the reality? Like whether or not you were trying to change the narrative or not, what was developing on this microphone was the narrative, right? And it was an incorrect narrative based on incorrect facts. And so- Whoa, everything I said was a fact. I understand it's a fact, but it wasn't- It wasn't, it wasn't incorrect and it wasn't me changing it because when I got I'm not, it, I'm that's saying, what I'm I saying, got. I'm saying remove it from your personal experience. I said, now if we step out of your personal experience, we can see how that is not the origins of this movie, right? That's not what, and, and even though, that, but that's what was coming across on the microphone. This isn't about pointing faults. This isn't about whether you were intentionally doing it. This is like, okay, well, step back from your personal experience and take this new information in. There's a false no, narrative no, 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 developing no. What, what based I, what on I, what, what I'm saying the distortion of information rather than a full airing out of information that gives us accurate pictures of what's going on. Let, let me say this, if I can say this, right? I think just by virtue of the fact of the conversation that we're having speaks to the level of importance of the film in and of itself. We have four individuals here who come from di four different walks of life, and we all have different perspectives about this film. And when you say, you know, why was it heralded to such a pinnacle? I think a lot of times art reflects society. First and foremost, the film was biographical. It was about one, I mean, autobiographical. It was a, a guy's experience, right? So I think one, one standard that could be used is why it was so important because it was somebody's courage telling their story in a community, people of African descent, who really, on, on a large part, really don't like to talk about the issues of sexuality when it comes to homosexuality within the community. So from that place, there was a place of bravery. And if you look at society today, if you look at the number of gay and lesbian youth who are, are homeless or who are, are suffering suicide because they're not able to be accepted. Uh, transgenders and these sort of issues are very prevalent in today's society. So from a societal standpoint, especially with the relevance today of, of marginalized communities, people who are ostracized, people who are suffering at the hands of maybe unjust criminal justice systems and, and things as such, right? This film really spoke to the heart of a movement of the, of the country that is saying marginalizing people no longer is the the standard, and in order for us to be more aware, more conscious, this voice has to come forth. And on one level, no matter how small, that is what this movie spoke to. Regardless of where he came from, regardless of the narrative which is very prevalent in African American culture, of the hood scenes, and the gun scenes, and the drug scenes, and these sort of things, and really the positiveness that's going on inside of the communities, I never really spoke of. But guess what we saw in this movie? A light, you know, regardless of what, whether, whether the guy was a drug dealer or not, he did the best that he could for this young child, right? And so I think the narrative really speaks to the heart of the country that's moving in a way that's not so closed off, that's not so isolated, but willing to be open. And they're saying, look at this from this perspective, and maybe your brains, your minds can be more diversified from a closed off thinking that really has been established, not even from the culture of, of people of African descent, but by someone else. I respect everything you're saying, and it's important that movies like this get made. 
But we're talking about why is it put on a pedestal? Even with, with, with Emil's point about we're changing the narrative or mix, he's caught up in the details. The bottom line is it was sold to us like a must-see movie. It was sold to Charles Henry, who suggested it as a must-see movie because it won an award. And so you're making this movie the movie to represent all of us. No, I think that's and, what and, you're and, doing. I think, I think no, you're making no, it. No, they no. gave it the award. But and, I, I and, hear what on, you're on, saying. You're and, saying and, and, it. and you're focused on this one movie, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a pattern lately. No, but I'm, Wasn't but I'm, just last year we didn't get no awards at all? Nobody's even nominated? I, I hear that, Rashad. It's a pattern. And now to get nominated, uh, uh, the one I'm that wins is this one? The award does not bill it as a must-see movie. How does it? Uh, the, the award. When you get the award, the award you're saying you're the best. The award. This is the simp- best black the film. The award simply it's not, says it didn't say it's the best right, black right, right, film. No, it no. says it's the best film of the year. So, so it's not award, about you being black. Yeah, it's about it being award, the best film of the, the year. Says, not the best all, acting. Me, not the best cinematography. The right. best film right. of the year. So oh, the award simply and says the whole to me. Cast was black. But listen, the award simply says to me that whatever standards that the Academy uses with regards to a movie and its content this year. It's good to us. If you feel it's a must-see award based on the standard that they have put on it, that's your issue. However, everybody has individual license in what they feel will represent them. If it doesn't represent you, you don't have to acclimate yourself to it as though it's an accurate representation of yourself. But it is somebody's story, and that story is being told. And I say again, because of the courage that this individual, in light of what society says with regards to stigma of homosexuality, he said, I'm going to tell my story anyway. And someone came alongside him and said, you know, I'm going to help you do this. Therefore, whatever the spirit was behind it, it was honored from the spirit in which it came from. And that's how I see it. First of all, my understanding is that he's not even gay. That's one. And two, it's not courageous to make a movie like that for Hollywood. Hollywood loves that. They love to see black men emasculated, or they love to see this type of thing. But you're, 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 you're tying homosexuality with emasculation again. You still haven't even answered that question. It's like, how do you equate? Like, what makes, what makes, what makes a man kissing a man emasculating? I didn't decide that society. Did. No, no, no. I'm asking you how do you decide it? I'm not because I don't I'm society. I don't think I don't think that. So let me let me take a stab at that, right? And and just like going back though, right, in terms of like what you expressed about how this movie came in here. And so so for me, when you when you were talking about this sentiment, I, I heard a lot about the sentiment and like what this movie represents and how this movie came up and who brought it up and why it's here, right? And and how you lay that out to me is is really indicative of how you know mainstream society seen this movie though you know what i mean and how it came in and it was it was all about you know comfort and touch and like a transcended race and it was it was all these different things right but for me it really didn't because i think my experience based on where i come from i had a, a real a different experience when i came to that movie the first half of that movie for me was almost impossible to watch because of how how heartbreaking it was to see that little kid and everything that he went through. The most powerful part of that movie for me is when I seen that little boy in that bathtub. When he was making a bubble bath for himself and he got in that bathtub and he sat down, he was sitting in the bathtub looking down and he leaned back and they just faded out of that scene. That was the most powerful part of that movie for me. And it was really, really hard to watch. And everybody's talking about all the things that that came up during this movie, and especially I keep hearing everything about like comfort and human connection, but the images is what stood out to me. The images in that film, the images that that film told me, the gold teeth, the wave caps, the Chevy Impalas, the Regals, the guns, the dope, all of that. That's what I was left with with that film. The kid making a horrible decision 
committing a violent act against another kid. When he got out, he was grown. He was a drug dealer. The man was selling dope and he was and he was still continuing to commit harm. The man had, I mean, he picked up a younger dude. They drive around. He drops his dude off to go pick up some money for because he's selling dough for him. And he's sitting there with that gun on his lap. And it looked like he's ready to commit murder. These was the images. Right. So I'm asking myself, like, man, why are they celebrating this? Like, like, what are they saying to me about this film? When you had a film like Hidden Figures, a fantastic film, especially when it came to cinematography, when it came to write, you had a marvel of a film like Fences. A marvel of a film, something that I've never seen a black man do when it comes to modern day cinema. The man sat there and directed and start that. I don't know how he did that film. And it was top notch everything when it came to that film. So when you when you highlight something like Moonlight, I'm not knocking the fact that this is somebody's story. But when you when you recognize it for the best picture for 2017 in the Academy Awards, that puts it somewhere else. Now it's elevating it to a whole nother playing field when it comes to film, especially for black cinema. So for me, the images that I see as a black man up until this point have always had some type of knock on it. It has always been something that I feel isn't given the same way. It isn't looked at the same way when it comes to white films. Can, can I respond? I want to say this. I, I remember the year before, if, if I'm not mistaken, right? Jada Plinkett Smith uh, did a, a video thing where she talked about the Academy Awards and how they were going to boycott it because there were no African American film nominated. Wasn't no black, nothing. Wasn't no, no black, black right, actors, right, nothing. Right. And so I, I would not say that maybe that did not go into the decision or, or, or gave weight to the ultimate granting of that award to that particular film, right? But I want to say this, Shahid, as what I really appreciate about what you just said, when you were starting your narrative, you said, for me, right? To me, this is what it meant, right? And I have to respect that and honor that because what you did was you took the film and processed it through the lens of your own personal experience, right? And what we have to understand is that whoever's seeing this film, that's how they're viewing it. And I don't know if I don't know if the gentleman who did the film was gay or not. I heard that it was an autobiographical film, and that's where I stand with his friend was gay. And so the story went to that degree, right? So ultimately, we have different views and perspectives. But I think what the question really comes down to, for us as four men of African descent sitting at this table, how does it affect us individually? Because we can't really second guess what society's thinking about it. We really can't second guess what the Academy did with it. We can't second guess the person who actually brought the film forth. All we can really speak to, and from a personal experience and perspective, how it affects us and, and where does that sit? For me, one of the most poignant scenes in the movie was when little Chiron, was sitting at the table with the man who brought him in because he didn't have anywhere else to go, Juan, right? And he was sitting, Juan was there with his girlfriend who was played by Janelle Monet, and he had been suffering what he had been suffering and they asked him a question. That Sharon asked Juan a question, what is a faggot? And they both looked, Juan and, and what, was her, what was her name? Teresa, and they looked at each other and Juan from a caricature, if you will, the stereotypical drug dealer out there about the money, not caring about nothing, who's taking in this kid, looked at this kid and said, it's a name that people use to make gay people feel bad. That was probably one of the most affirming moments for a 10-year-old child to hear no judgment about potentially what it was he was feeling about himself because the next question he asked was, am I a faggot? 
So there was a connection there, right? That image of care, concern, and, 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 and acceptance from a father to a son or for, from an from a older person to a young person with regards to that issue is almost unheard of. So, so for any child that has been struggling with their sexuality who has seen that movie, that could have been a life-saving moment for them. And so the rest of the film in and of itself, as small as you said, you know, the sexuality component really was a small part. I don't even think there was a struggle with the sexuality. It was the struggle with the bullying. It was the struggle of having a lack of affection from, from the mother because she was addicted to drugs. It was a struggle of trying to, which all young men have felt being accepted by friends and whatnot. But in that moment, it was just one component of this child's life. So I'm not going to paint it as the narrative for the black community. I'm not going to paint it as a narrative that, that needs to be dismantled because of the images that it portrays to others. What I'm going to look at it as is a vehicle to help someone else not kill themselves because their society or their community refuses to accept them. But even in that moment, even in that moment that you talked about, right, because it does come down to perspective. And that was a powerful moment. But what was even more powerful, he was like, man, you sell drugs? Like, yeah, my mama, you drugs? You sell drugs to my mama? Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, yeah. Was, and I think it was after that that he walked, he walked out. out. I never saw him again. You right? know what I mean? And that's when he walked out. So for me, right, it was that image right there, which is glaring to me. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. to think about the sexuality, right? But like even more important, right, yeah, was right. this child recognizing the dynamic between the person that's causing him harm. And yeah. he even picked it up almost on an intuitive level. Yes. Like, wait a minute. How do I make sense of this? Because he saw him in one way and then had to see him in another way. And, and it shows his and integrity. He, and he's trying to make sense of that, though, yes. right? So, yes. like, for me, yes. even with the child trying to make sense of that, he's even figuring it out right there. Yes. And that right there in itself, right, that dynamic that they highlighted to me is just, man, that's still horrible. Like, yeah, you got this You got this kid, okay, trying to figure out yeah. his, his, his sexuality and everything. But then at the same time, he's also seeing that somebody that he's left, somebody that took him in, is harming the person that's most important to him. Yes. I don't think that there's nothing in the movie that tries to portray the traumatic side of poverty in black neighborhoods as anything but horrible, right? And so, and you're not the only one who objects on those grounds. Like, I, I hear that going around, but what I don't understand about it is we say, well, why are we celebrating that? That's bad. Right. And so it should have been another movie. But Boys in the Hood and Minister Societies, maybe the Academy Awards doesn't celebrate it, but it's celebrated in our communities. You know, I'm pretty. Wait, but wait, 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 let me let me let me finish. Let me finish. Not only is that celebrated in our communities. Right. Gangster rap is so little Wayne is celebrated in our communities. I don't even I have a I have a problem with the content of hip of a lot of hip hop today. And even I listen to little Wayne because the dude is phenomenal. Let's just keep it real. But no one is. Like you're not objecting. You probably got Lil Wayne in your cell, bro. And you're not. And you're not objecting to that. And 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 not only is this movie not trying to put. Not, not only does this movie only sell this as something horrible. Lil Wayne sells it as something great. And I don't hear you on the mic talking about Lil Wayne and how he's destroying the community and why are we applauding him and and this is bad or any none of the other you know, or you know the hundreds of gangster rappers that have gone in and out of your cell. So 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 when I so when I hear that it's like bro. That doesn't jive. That doesn't jive up. And so you ask the question, why is this movie celebrated? All right? The movie is celebrated because the Academy Awards, right, is a place about art. 
right? And whoever's standard of art it is, right? It might be a white, and there's no might about it. It's a white man's standard of art, but that's the, that's the standard, right? And it's about art. And in that tradition, art is about challenging things in society. Art is about opening up and seeing something new. Fences, hidden figures, these movies are not opening something up about society what that has not been opened up about? already, right? And I'll tell you what I'm talking about, right? And when art is trying to open up, it needs to, it uses a vehicle of what we're familiar with in order to do it. You guys say there's nothing innovative about it because Hollywood loves gay people, right? But it's in telling a story about a gay relationship that the director or the writer is able to illuminate a bigger story about American culture. And that is the story of how it is not okay for men to be tender or compassionate towards men. It's not okay for men to be affectionate with men. And that's a bigger problem than just whether you're gay or whether you're poor. That's a problem that spans all of society, every race, and Western civilization. And that's why the movie was heralded. That's why the movie broke through, because it's running a commentary that's important to everybody, not just to particular people. And it's like, you got to respect that. I mean, I, I, I respect that, man. This is my experience of it. But come on, people don't make movies. Like, I don't sit down in my room and direct and make a movie thinking about, oh, I'm making this for Shaw and his experience. I'm thinking about what am I trying to accomplish with this film? in this society that I'm living in. And because this man was able to accomplish what he's accomplished, that's why he got the Academy. And so Mike said something beautiful today, this Brasson, AKA New York. He said, from my perspective, and you, you mentioned something also, Emil, about where well, I feel forcing things on us. I feel like all my life, people have been trying to force things on me. I'm half Puerto Rican. I got curly hair. I'm light-skinned. I'm from Brownsville, but at one point I moved to Queens. So in a lot of people's minds, I'm supposed to be gay. I'm incarcerated. I'm supposed to be gay. Well, you did live in Queens, right? I did live in Queens, <laughs> but I'm still not gay. Um, I've never been gay. I'm not thinking about being gay. But society keeps telling me I'm supposed to be. And let me say this, man. So I appreciate what you said, Emil. Like, I definitely do. And I appreciate what everybody has said in this discussion, right? But going back to, like, me celebrating things, though, right? So when, even when it comes to Lil Wayne, right? I don't celebrate Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? I would never let an underage child listen to Lil Wayne. Like, I wouldn't. Just, just, just quick, just quick, just quick. I'm not, you may not celebrate him, but you're not going to do a radio show because he wins a Grammy but hold and up, say hold me up, shouldn't have won a Grammy. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's right. what I'm saying. So, so the difference, <laughs> I think the difference is, right, when I listen to Lil Wayne, I'm listening to him for the things that I relate to. When white people listen to Lil Wayne, they market it and they put it to the forefront and they give it out to the masses. So that now is consumed in a whole nother way. Well, I'm listening to it, though. You know what I mean? And they're not just they're not pointing to the facts that the same things that resonate with me when I listen to Lil Wayne. White people ain't pointing to that. They're looking at this fool with these tattoos on his face and they're sitting here drinking this promethazine syrup. This is the things that they're pushing to the forefront. Right. So it's a huge difference when pop culture and society as a whole, society at large, celebrates something in the black culture than when I do. But after, after, you know, stop you there because if it's not for pop culture you wouldn't have it you wouldn't have anything to resonate with Bro, right? that's not true because if how if, could you get little wayne if they didn't put him up if they didn't put him out there like to me that's not the point of what i'm saying what i'm saying is when white people celebrate it and when white people put this thing to the forefront now 
it's being taken away from what I think about it. It's being taken away. It's, it, in a lot of ways, they're saying, like, this is what we think about it, and this is what you guys need to latch on to. But isn't the last part what you're adding to it, though? Because it is like, this is what we like. This is what we think of beautiful. It's the Academy Awards. It's the, it's the film festival, whatever they went for. And that culture is whatever it is, and their standards are whatever they are, right? But, but I feel like we're taking a leap when we're talking about, oh, and in doing that, you're telling me what I'm supposed to value. They're speaking to... They so are, it's they, not... They, they yeah, are of speaking. course it is. So maybe there are those who saw this movie, and because of the tenderness of a drug dealer, their ideas about us may begin to change. Come on, Mike. Come on, Mike. I, what, what, what? First, what, what, first, what, first what, of all, first of all, first of all, let me get this sentence in right here. This is right sound, right? All right. First of all, you're right about that narrative. And what that narrative did create is this new narrative that mm -hmm. in order for us to feel safe around you because you're normally violent and hostile, you got to be a buffoon. You got to be feminine. You got to be demasculated. You got to put a dress on. You got to put a dress on. Except again, no but, but, one in the movie was feminine. Yeah, and what I'm saying, Except exactly. No one in no the one, movie, none of the men were, in the movie were feminine. So, so and, and I didn't see a caricature of any of the things that you just stated. I didn't see that. But what I did see, I see what a lot of people in our culture and outside of our culture, see, I see the do-rag, I see the gold teeth, I see the brother with a gun, right? So innately, to a lot of people that ain't just white, that, that speaks to the deepest fears about us, even within our own culture. So what does it do to begin to change the narrative on whatever small level to see someone who's seen as a detriment to society Show love and compassion. Can you answer that before you ask? So hold up though, right? So going back to that question in terms of the drug dealer and like us accept. So for me, right? Like, except what? These people still grew up to be. He was they a do. horrible person. He, he was. I'm not saying that, but so like, you know, like it's, but listen, wait, hold on. We're in prison. Hold on, right? hold on. Hold on. Go to email. Go to email. Go to email. First of all, he's not a horrible person. That's the first thing I gotta I, I gotta lead with, right? And that's kind of the point. Like we in America, we want these black and white things of the enemy and and the terrorist and the this and the that, and we want these 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 really black and white, uh, clear cut dichotomies in which to help us feel safe at night when we sleep because we don't have to confront a world of complexity. So we won't be, so 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 what you guys are saying is right. You won't you won't people to see that movie to feel good about like bad acts no, 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 that people no, no, commit? No, no, no. So no, no, no. What, that's what you're saying, right? I'm asking. Give all, me some clarity. One, I want people to see the movie because it's a fantastic movie and it examines an important problem with our culture and that's our inability to abide tenderness between men. But don't you guys right? keep saying that's hold a up, real small up, part of the movie? Up, no, I've never said it's a small part of the movie, right? So I think that thing is played out on many, so, so any, any movie, any piece of art has what's called parallel themes, right? And so that theme is played out in the gay relationship. That theme is also played out with the relationship with him and Juan. And it's also played out in the opposite by contrasting with his relationship with the people at school that treat him like shit. But even now, in the gay relationship, Emil, like he still was like crucified for it. So what are we talking about? Let me about? clarify. Let me clarify. Back to what he said, that ability to see the humanness in a person that you have traditionally not seen as a human being is powerful in changing the narratives about people. You have to be able to actually see people. That movie, and that, that movie and that, did up, that wait, for you? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm gonna give you a real live example. I am a murderer and a drug dealer. When I was 19 years old, when I was 18 years old, I was a murderer and a drug dealer. And I have never celebrated that in my adult life. 
right? I've, I recently filed for a commutation and one of the letters of support was for an, from an editor who never met me in the flesh. He only knows me through my writing. He only knows me through my art. He said to the governor, he says, man, before I met Emil, I did not believe in parole. I feel like you go to prison, you do all your time. He says, since I met Emil, I'm feeling like if there were people like Emil in prison, and clearly there's one, we need to start doing something other than lock him up. And that is the power of, that's simply because he got to see the human being that I was outside of the caricature of what he sees on America's Most Wanted. And he saw that through my stories, which talk about all kind of like shit that I'm not proud of. But they are also very honest in their portrayal of, of myself this. as a human Let being. And that is not question, an email. isolated story. Email. That email. story has happened email. over and over and over okay, again. So, but when it comes to Moonlight, right, and you really look at these characters, bro, they're caricatures. They're not caricatures. That's the argument. The kid grew up to be a dope dealer. Dude, a million kids grow up. A million kids in the United States grow up to be a drug dealer, bro. So when we're talking about like, oh, this is just like, you know, it really highlights the tenderness and it highlights the compassion between men. Man, what did y'all talk? What are y'all talking about? Because let me say this, Mike, because every time. So for me, right, when he did, when he was trying to be tender and compassion and basically his peers brought him up on charges, they beat him for it. We get that. No, they beat him for it, though, right? And so, so what's the point? What are you saying? What's the no, point? No, no, so he tried so to be compassionate, and he got we, beat. We what's your point? We as incarcerated so, inmates, incarcerated people, because you you checked me on that. I said inmates, but you said incarcerated. I don't know that. I don't know the thing with that, but I'm gonna go with that for now. We want others to see us and not define us by the worst thing that we've ever done, or the worst things, right? or, or the worst things that we've ever done. That we are a work in progress, and we hope that the things that we've done that are good would celebrate and lift us beyond those things. Not not taking accountability for them, but at least being able to say, I am more than that. So the discussion that we're having from the perspective of Shahid and, and Rashan really are not focused on the things that are positive that Juan or maybe even Sharon experienced that were good, but the things that, from your perspective, are absolutely negative with regards to the black community. And, 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 and uh, so because, because, I mean, you, you put out the fact that people, Rasha, that, that people tried to put homosexuality on you because of your look and because of your hair and they tried to make you. So I would have, and, and now you, however, what I'm saying is, is this, right? So outside of coming into your religious beliefs, not knowing how, when you came into it, there's something else that's fueling your attitude with regards to homosexuality. Well, let me tell you this about myself. I was molested from, from the second grade to the seventh grade. And my ultimately life crime was the death of a homosexual man. And because these issues are in my case, I'm supposed to be a homosexual. They're putting homosexuality on me without knowing my story, without knowing who I am. And I'm not gay. As a matter of fact, it's so crazy, right, that when I left the filming of Moonlight, Someone asked me the next day, Michael, what was your point in having the movie shown? So what that says to me in an institution of 3,400 men, that the narrative about me is so strong that they thought I have a power to show a film about homosexuals to try to prove a point. So don't talk. To, I mean, when I, when, I, when I talk about what I'm speaking from the place I'm speaking of is about the stigma in the black community about homosexuality and how it should and should not be viewed in our community. I was ostracized in the church 
because of perception. Nobody ever asked me, was it true? They see me walking with somebody. This is the story. I can't change the narrative. But the thing that I'm glad about, and this is where I talk about seeing the light through darkness, because of that perception and how I have to live under the ideas of somebody else about who I am or who I'm not, right? It allows me insight into a community and what they face when it comes to these issues. So I stand on the side of, you know what? You've got to make lemonade when you got lemons. And that's where I, and, and that's where I stand, right? And so I understand the stigma with regards to, to the black community. And I, and I don't think it's even so much just about Hollywood. I don't think it's so much even about the drug dealer and all that. For me, I think it's about the conversation that we need to have in our own community about how we see each other and how we in fight amongst ourselves based under the oppression that we are continually up under. And since we recognize that the structure that is in place to keep us oppressed is not going anywhere, we look at each other and to, to change the narrative, but not from a place of empowering and helping each other, but from judging and condemning. Hold if you don't fall into a... Let me, let me, and so for me, right, again, I ask myself, why is this movie celebrated? Like, what's going on with this, right? And the fact that it won Best Picture at the Academy Awards, now that this says, right, in terms of when it comes to people making movies now and what's being accepted, because the film industry is trends. Mm -hmm. And now I see a number of trends following this movie. What do we need to do to get on? What type of stories do we need to tell? What type of stories do I need to write? Let's do something like Moonlight, because, you know, with, with, with society, there's constant imitation. That, that, that's definitely what happens, right? And so for me, right, when you put this movie at the top, this movie now goes at the top, right? And so the problem that I have, right, is coming from, and I'm looking at an oppressive structure that has been in place for forever. Since films were made, since they were made, right? When you had, when it comes to like white representation, they've had decades to build up iconic figures. They've had decades to build up heroes that stand for justice, that stand for doing what's right. Man, we ain't got no Atticus Finches. We ain't got no, we, ain't, we don't have any of that. We ain't got no Cary Grants. We ain't got no Humphrey Bogarts. We ain't got none of these dudes, right? That you can point to and look at, and look at in terms of when it comes to film, like these ideals for our culture. We don't have that. And so now that we're getting recognized in the sense of when it comes to filmmaking, this is what they're pointing to. And for me, the problem that I have when it comes to the images that are being put out there for our culture. Now, look, I'm not saying don't make a film like Moonlight. I'm not saying that. But when it, com when it comes time to recognize us for our culture and what we have to offer, why are we starting with that? So you're saying the Academy Awards, you're saying the Academy Awards when recognizing films, that the Academy Awards and recognizing films should be like, well, you know what? We're not going to recognize the film that we think is best. We need to take in consideration and recognize the film, the film that's best for some people's opinion of the black community. That's this what you're saying? You have this year, right? You have a film like Fences, bro. You have a film like Fences. It was beautiful. It was complicated. It wasn't just this easy, clear-cut thing. And you have a black man, a nuanced black man. It was pretty clear-cut to me. For it was, you? It was, it was, it was pretty clear-cut. I mean, Go ahead. Why? Why? Why was it clear-cut? Well, one, personally, shit, he reminds me of my father. But, but, but beyond that... It was a pretty clear-cut story of, the, of, a, of a black man carrying the weight of systematic white oppression and feeling like, in this hard-ass world, the only way that I'm going to prepare my son to, to do it is to be hard on him. He made the mistake of a thousand different black fathers who were trying to save their kids. 
So that is not there. That is that's a, that's a very clear cut story. But Shahid, are you saying are you saying because it was not given the best picture or the best film? That it has less of an impact in our community. Yep. Does it need? Does it need to be there in order for us to have the iconic image? Oh, come on! Now listen. So let's talk the truth about it. Then before it came film, where was it? It was on Broadway, and he won Best Director. It won Best. It were Best Screen. I mean Best Play, Best Original. So best, you equating the stage no, to film? No, what I'm saying is, is this: there was acknowledgement of mm-hmm. right an iconic black man. Uh-huh. Doing the best he could do in the situation he was, so, so that, there wasn't not, but because that has the same impact as no. But what, best I, what, I, what I am saying is, is this: because before, it's, before, before it's, Broadway, I ain't even heard it's, of it. 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 sounds like though, it sounds like right that in order for it to have a real impact, that it has to be according to the white folks' standard of what good is. And there again, you have been infiltrated in your thinking about what the standard of greatness I've been is according to what. In my thinking, brother, this is society, brother. This well, is, I, this I know is, that. I know that. Up, but I said, but you, know, you don't have to buy it into everything that society say to make it so. I don't. Don't. Okay. Same, but hold up, though, right? right? So going back to the point in terms of with things being accepted right. and putting this on as big as a platform. This is the biggest platform that a film can be on right now, though, right? Regardless of how like how I feel about it. Oh, it was made like because it was made. I need to take pride in that. Yeah. No, no, that's a whole nother standard, brother. This, this, this is giving the Academy <laughs> Award best picture, though. That's an entirely different isn't standard, right? Isn't that subjective, right? though? Isn't that really subjective? Because no, there are people. There are people because not for society, because it was not Denzel, for mainstream society. Because it was Denzel. I, mm-hmm. I, I would even go more. So it would probably been probably even easier for it to be nominated for. I mean, to win the award if it was somebody that wasn't Denzel, because Denzel is so known. For, because we have so few. Right, that that have risen to that level. Now, see, that now hear what you're saying, though. Right now, hear yeah. what you're saying. Right? right now, I guarantee you, you put Clint Eastwood there because it was Clint Eastwood. It'll probably be more likely that he does win the Academy Award. I don't know. He didn't. He didn't lost some. I mean, he getting no kind of old. And he's had some best director thing. They just snubbed him. I don't know. Nah. That's Clint Million Dollar Baby, listen, 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 <laughs> Million Dollar Baby, bro, director and actor. Come on, dog. Unforgiven, screenplay, directing the whole nine, man. Clint owned the Academy, though, right? So going back to what I'm saying, right, right, I, right. I, I really feel like, like, to your point, because it was a brother in that situation, though, right? And this is just me. Yeah. And a lot of people scream, like, conspiracy theory that we need to move on, right? But the history of this country is real. This is true. The history of this country is real, right? Yeah. And how we've been portrayed. Like, so with this argument, right, I really feel like it, it reminds me, like, like of a funeral. It, this is what this reminds me of, right? And I said this before, right? It reminds me of a funeral, right? Like when a kid get, like a, a teenager get killed in the drive-by, right? You have this sit here, you have this, this ivory casket, it's, it's done in this huge big church, you have the choir singing, right? And I feel like all of these things are, are getting us away from the fact that, you know, it's a dead kid in this in this casket though, right? So we have all these things around the film. You have the tenderness and you have, you know, how the the, the human connection and the, and the connection behind between men. But at the same time, like this dude's a dope dealer, bro. And nothing in this film shows how he was, how he has changed, how he's like transcended and like prevailed over his, his adversity. It, like, I don't, I don't get it. It's like we wrapping everything up in like something that, that's, that, that, that really showed me like these horrible images. It sounds like, it, it, so, it sounds like you're asking the movie to be something Something you want it to be rather than it is. The story's not about overcoming drug dealing. That's not what I'm saying, Emil. I'm asking why it's being celebrated. I told you why it was being celebrated. So, Emil, Emil, so only, so to, to your point, right, like when it comes to images, right, and the things that we're passing off as being acceptable, bro, media, film, this stuff has a huge influence on the way that people act. 
Like, so to, so to sit here and assume that that doesn't exist or to sit here and imply that that doesn't exist is like, that, that's, I, that, all, that's, not, that's crazy I'm not to me. saying that media and images don't influence people. Mm -hmm. I'm saying the idea that, oh, we can't have gay black heroes that somehow, now, let me finish. The, the idea that, hey, if there's 20 films on gay black men, that's going to somehow damage us is bullshit, bro. And I'm saying that, the like, yeah, media influences people. And Rasan, you seem to be afraid that it's going to influence like gay straight boys to be gay. But what about what it does for gay boys? Which right? Hold on, hold on, no, hold on. Let me finish. What about like? No, the, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. Let me, let me, let me just. I remember like, I don't know how long. I, I tracked time bad, man. My best friend came out to me in a prison day room, in a prison day room, and I've never seen someone more terrified in my life, ever. He was sitting there asking me for permission to be himself. And as he's sitting there, I'm thinking to myself all these years, I think about all these conversations I had and all the times we've talked about women and like women who walk by and he's like, oh man, and he's like making comments like he's into chicks. How many times he's had to die a little bit inside? How many times have we been sitting with this dude and we're all sitting around thinking to ourselves, man, we're all family and we love each other. And even though we're in prison, we at least have a sense of belonging with each other. And this dude is sitting there and he's on the outside because don't nobody know him. And, and, the, and, the, and the idea that, like, you're talking about, man, oh, what about the straight boys that'll be gay? What about the gay boys that need someone to say, hey, you know what? It's okay. It's okay for you to be yourself. And so, look, bro, for me, that's not even remotely close to what I'm saying in terms of why are they celebrating this film, right? And so for me, it always comes back to where we stand when it comes to the media. There has been a history when it comes to white actors, the white part of society, having certain themes portrayed and certain images given to them that's given them, that's given them ideals to strive towards. And so for me, when I'm talking about film and when I'm looking at film, I'm waiting to see more of those actors. I'm waiting to see more of those figures, the things that, that I can watch and that I can see that can make me aspire to be something better. And film has had a huge role in my life when it comes to that. And it's had that role towards the negative mostly. I can point to way more negative things that have influence on me than it is positive things. And I think a number of men that have grew up in society in America can point to the same thing. So when it comes to what I want to see in film, I need more representations. I'm saying you can't tell this. You can't tell this story. You can't make this film. But give me more to choose from, because now we already have a limited scope when it comes to choose when it comes to things to choose from. We already have a limited scope. I want to see more. I want to see more positivity. I want to see more things that give me iconic things to look at. I want to see more things that give me ideals to aspire to. And right now, we don't have that. And they had an opportunity to do that this year, but they didn't. They showed me something like Moonlight, right? And I don't have a problem with Moonlight. I don't have a problem with sexuality, but it feels to me that the only reason that this film is being celebrated is because of the sexuality in this film. Because if you take this sexuality out of this film, this film has been made before and it wasn't celebrated. Yeah, hold up. The Academy Awards is white people, yes. You keep saying this thing like, well, if you take the sexuality out of the film, it'd be anything else. That's like saying, hey man, what's up with this Superman? If you took away his superpowers, he wouldn't be Superman. The movie is the movie. It is its whole self. It has sexuality in it. it 
makes the point it makes. To try to make an argument based on, oh, well, if it didn't have that, it wouldn't make the argument is nonsensical. But I'm saying that's why it's not being celebrated. This is this is the whole point of what I'm saying. I feel like somebody is highlighting this movie and heralding this movie because of specific things that they want to push to the forefront when it comes to our culture. That's what I'm saying. And I'm like, it's not like I'm like making this up and this is some like conspiracy that I'm putting out here, bro. This is what I'm saying. Let me let me reframe this. So this is what I'm hearing you. Now, now this just came up for me, right? So what you're saying is based on the media influence in this country and how they have historically wanted to portray us less than, historically wanted us to be seen as something undesirable in society, you're connecting that to them using this film based on the negative stereotypes with regards to our culture as being something that should be heralded because on the on two sides, one side it's a great film, but on the other side, it continues to feed the image that we want to have portrayed about black men. Am I right? Yes. Okay. And I'm not going to say that on some level that's not true, but my perspective is, is this, they can have what they want because they're going to, and they have. What I'm going to do is highlight the positive things that come out that are going to help many people with the film. I cannot, and I think I've stated this today, I cannot be overly concerned with the narrative of a people who have told me historically that they're not wanting to change it. And for me to spend a lot of energy unpacking that which has already been said to be a truth is folly. What I need to do is find a way from my perspective and my personal influence to make sure that whatever comes out goes out correctly so that those who can get from it what they need get it and they can do something different. That's what I think is the most powerful thing that I can do at this point. You the voice of reason today, Mike. I respect that. This is Rassan. And I really can't uh, uh, push back on that. But I do want to say, just say this. When I look at this movie, the reason why I have a problem with it at all, because actually it's a great film. It did a lot to humanize people. It, it did a lot of, you said it could maybe prevent suicides, make somebody feel comfortable with their sexuality. It did a lot of good things. I'm, I just have the same concerns about demasculation. I look at this as a trend. And I have a complex, because it's, it's a history here, right? And if I didn't have this complex, maybe I wouldn't have an issue with it at all. Because like I, I, I sincerely have no problem with people being gay. That's their business. But let it be your choice. If, but if you make something a trend, why are you deciding this is my trend? Are you trying to, hold on, let me finish, let me finish. Are you trying to normalize it, or are you trying to force it on me? And hold on, let me, let me, just, let me just say these last two parts, and then you can go on. I've been patient. Emil asked, said something great earlier about men don't know how to be affectionate towards each other. And that's true. I didn't grow up around my father. I don't know how to, only know, the only contact I have with men is kind of like a foul on a basketball court, right? I don't know how to do that. And so what this movie did, right, it's a danger to me, right? Because I feel like a little kid don't know the difference. Like I said, we don't have enough of other black images for them to choose to. Like, for instance, me. I grew up in Brownsville. My mother told me to go to college, and I wanted to go, but I didn't know what I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be rich. I knew it to be successful, but I didn't know I could write. I didn't have that kind of exposure to it, right? And so what we need to see... And, we need to see other images so the choice will be ours. I want the choice. If you want to be gay, be gay. But don't, I don't want America deciding that for you. I keep hearing this thing about images, bro, and it keeps coming back around to this idea that the image that we're talking about, whether we're talking about it or not, is the image of a gay man. It's not the image of cards. It's not the image of a drug dealer. It's the image of a gay man. And what I hear in that is just a battle of values. And you are entitled to your values about, like, you know what? I'm not with gay people. Like, you can say you're with gay people, but if you say, I'm, I'm not with gay people, but my religion says gay is bad, so it's bad, brother, you're not with gay people. That is what it is. And so 
If that's where you're at, that's where you're at. But I invite, especially members of the black community, to think about their values and where they actually come from. Where, where is that value coming from? And ask yourself, why do all of your values separate you from the people who are most oppressed around you? If your values are separating you from all the other people who are oppressed, maybe consider where the values are actually coming from because they're not helping you. They're dividing you from your biggest allies in this fight to actually topple this system that you say is controlling the Academy Awards and everything else. You rail against the system, but your very values support the system. Think about that. Where are those values actually coming from? Who are they actually helping? So in, 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 for me, right, in, in response to what you're saying, Emil, like when I ask myself where my values come from, a lot of my values have been molded and shaped by what a oppressive system has told me. Like that, that's, that's just it for me, right? Like it's told me consistently that I'm a person or that people around me aren't strong. They are to be distrusted. They are these negative people that, you know what I mean, that, that, that I've consistently seen. I've consistently seen like images of these people and I've consistently seen images of this in media, right? So when I ask myself now, like, like what do I value? You know what I mean? I, I value the strength in my culture. I value the togetherness and the unity in my culture. And I value, I really value people who stand for something, who want to do better, who want to be better. You know what I mean? So for me, this is, this, this is like, like I say before, right? Like, why is this film being celebrated? And, and like, what is this film saying to me when I watch this film, right? All I've seen was the negative images that I've seen my entire life. You know what I mean? And I didn't see anything, I didn't see anything redemptive about this film. You know what I mean? Because when they did show sexuality, it was still something that was still done in the closet. It was still something that was done in secrecy. And it was still something done like within the confines of this dude's home at the end, right? I just did, I didn't get it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't get it, right? And so when I, what, I, what I'm left with, Negativity, 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 the same images, right? Now, I feel like they were packaged up in like this whole other story of that, that comes from like men being able to show affection to men able to be showing tenderness. But I feel like that was the package, right? And the prize at the center was like the same old narrative that we've been saying. And so I'm asking myself, right, like, man, why are they pointing to that? And so then, then, then I go to the most controversial thing about the film, which is sexuality. And I'm thinking, if I take the sexuality of that film, like for me, right? Will they still celebrate that film? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. that no, the because then the film wouldn't really be about anything. The, but the, the, the sexuality, the sexuality. But then, I don't, I don't and, think. And, I don't think it was. And hidden. real quick to that point, right? Yeah. You add the sexuality to, to me. Still, it's still really not about anything. That's fine. Okay, and 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 so again, I would I would say with the issues, social issues, bullying, right, and the, these sort of issues, you know, cocaine. I mean, addiction and these sort of things. It is about something. It's about what the country's really facing on a larger scale. The story was powerful because it's one that's really never been told before. And I think that's a part of, of maybe why it was heralded. I, I think it was courageous for this man to, you know, it, it's, it was hard, it's hard for me at this point at 51 years old to talk about being molested. I was, I was 28 before I recognized what happened to me was molestation. I was, 20, I was grown. And, I was, and four years later, I was in prison. So I was still unpacking stuff. So and, and, and so by the grace of God and, and my desire to know me outside of what people thought about me propelled me forward to begin to understand. And that's why I talk about what people on the outside need to see. 
our even when we talk about people coming here for restorative justice programs and things like that, these are people who have been filled with societal constructs and ideas about us. And not until they come in and see us and sit with us does that story begin to change. And they become some of our staunchest allies for what it is that we're attempting to do, getting our stories out, making us human, right? And, and to Emil's point, that's what we need. Otherwise, if we don't do that, then we become a part of the system that's trying to oppress us. And answer some of that in Emil's questions, right? He asked what my values were. Well, I remember for a long time feeling devalued because society told me I was nothing. Society told me I was going to prison or I was, going, I was supposed to be a criminal or a gangster. That's what society told me. And I believed that. I bought into that narrative. I bought into the narrative that I had no place in this country and that for me to succeed, I had to color outside the lines. And that was bull crap, right? And so when we talk about values, my value come, come now comes from Islam. So it teaches me to live in peace and justice amongst everybody. That's where I get those values from. So that's how I can support it and at the same time feel like it's not right for me. But I'm not worried about all that. If Moonlight wants to do whatever it do, I just had that complex of what are you trying to do with this movie? Why is it being held? Like Sha keeps saying, why is this getting an Academy Award? And, and, like, what are you and, and doing with just, this? I just want to just, just drop this in there right when it comes to. So sure, there's positive images that we can point to, right? But there's like an influx and I feel like a bombardment of negative images, right? And, and really speaking for myself and when it came to how I saw myself, you know what I mean? And what role that media played in that. Only thing that I'm saying is when it comes to, so when it, when it comes to this culture, right? Like I'm really big on, based on the state that we're in and the state that we've been in, I'm constantly looking for things to uplift. I'm constantly looking for things to like point towards leadership. I'm constantly looking for like upright things to like aspire towards, right? And so for me, when I look at media, like there, there's a huge lack of that for me. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a huge lack of that for me. And as I watch TV now, and it, it may have a lot to do with just how, how I think just consciously right now, like where my mind is right now. But I see so many things that I feel is continuing to degrade the positive black male self-image. I'm constantly seeing things for that, right? So when I'm asking myself, and I'm, and I'm looking through this lens, this is the lens that I look through. And so I ask myself, what was the point of this movie I can't help but look at it with suspicion. I, I can't help it. You know what I mean? And, and so that's what I want. I want things to bring. I want things to build me up. I want things to add to the culture. I want things to give people something to aspire to. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm constantly looking for. Right. And I look at media as having also that responsibility. And when it comes to me telling stories, I feel, I feel the same way when it comes to me telling stories. I feel like I have that responsibility to tell stories. That's why I love doing what I do when it comes to creating media. And so all I'm saying is that, like, look, man, why are we celebrating this? And when it comes to the things we celebrating, why are we starting right here? I would say that, like, you know what? You got to start somewhere. I'm not complaining about where we're starting. Second thing is, I don't think media has a responsibility. I think it'd be great if it did. It doesn't. Media is a tool. Media is a weapon. Picasso said a long time ago, art is not uh, for decorating rooms. Art is a weapon. Like that weapon has okay, been I, used I, that, against that, me. I mean, it, 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 the weapon has been used against you since, 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 since. Since the advent since, of since, film. Since before the advent of film. Yes. The weapon has been used against you since like caricatures on the wall of, of, of black men raping white women. Right? No one's denying that. But I guess what gets to me is why we're pointing at this media and talking about like how it's negative effects of it on our community, like we're neglecting the role that we, as living models, the effects we're having when, we're, when we are 
when we're ostracizing gay people and when we're saying that, oh, I don't have a problem with gay people, but like, I don't want to see it. That's a, that's a living model of I oppression. I don't agree with that. Like, I, I'm with you all the way, and I don't agree with that. Only thing I'm saying, right, when it came to what they want to point to, when it came to what they want to celebrate, right, there were three things. Like I said before, they had hidden figures, they had fences, and they had moonlight. They pointed to moonlight. And based on like this, the history, the historical foundation of how we're viewed, especially when it comes to self-images and the images that they put out there that we have no control over, I'm asking myself, why is it that film? Out of those three, like I cannot help, like I told you the lens that I'm looking through, I cannot help but ask myself, and I respect the suspicion. why is it that film? It's not like I don't respect the suspicion, but I'm also saying, can you take a step back from that suspicion and see what the movie is achieving on a larger scale? And whether you can see it or not, I'm saying, but even in our personal lives, can we examine our reaction to that movie? Can we be honest about some of the reactions we're having to that movie? And can we be honest about how that is oppression? And then can we be honest about, even though, yeah, the Academy Awards is like a white organization that perpetuates white values and the, and the elevation of, of white supremacy, white standards, and, 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 and white purity, I think the more urgent problem is how we internalize it without even knowing it, and we perpetrate it. And, as we're, and we're trying to break down this system, but we're perpetrating that same system. And I hear that, I hear this, I hear this, I hear this, I hear this narrative, bro. And it's parallel to the narratives that have been used to oppress us all our lives. I grew up, man, I went to white schools for the first like five grades, bro. So I know white people. And I know that these narratives come out and they don't come out from a place of, I think I'm doing something wrong. They don't come, they come out from a place of, man, I'm, I'm in a place of sure knowledge and I'm being generous and I don't have a problem with this or that and this or that. But these narratives, these narratives of white supremacy and white patriarchy, they don't always take the shape of white on black oppression. And let me jump in and I just want to say, right, like I have analyzed the way that this film has impacted me. And like I said before, right, for one, the homosexual scene in the, in, in the movie, I was uncomfortable by it, you know, but I'm also uncomfortable by like, you know, like people getting their heads cut off and like seeing like really gory images, you know what I mean? And so for really, again, what, what stood out to me was the images that I said before, the images of the child, you know what I mean? And the images when it came to the culture, the gold teeth, the do-rags, the cars and all those things, but more than anything else, right, was the fact that, you know, how this kid grew up to be like a drug dealer and the images of his mom smoking crack, and the images of how you got this drug dealer taking in a little kid. You know, those were the things that, that really stood out to me about the movie. Yeah, the, the, the homosexuality, that, that stood out too, but what the hardest parts to watch to me was the, the other 99% of the film that had nothing to do with the homosexuality, right? So when I asked myself, what is my reaction to this film? It's like a very sincere reaction. It's also a thoughtful reaction that, that, I've, that I've talked about. And just, and just going back to what I want from it, like definitely films do not have a responsibility, but I feel like they should, you know what I mean? Just based on the fact that images and media has had on my life. And I know that it's real, you know what I mean? I didn't grow up wanting to play football. I didn't grow up wanting to be, I grew up wanting to be a gangster and a drug dealer. And that's something that I aspire to. And when it comes to, when it, when it comes to storytelling and when it comes to media, that has a huge role in it. And we do got to start somewhere, right? 
But I'm at like, why are we starting here? That's what I, that's what I keep getting at. Like, but why we didn't we start there? there though. We didn't start there. I, th- I think there's been images long before. But when it comes to no, nah, no. Nah, but when it comes to best film though, best oh, picture, best. that is where we're starting. I'm talking about best picture. I'm not talking about actor. I'm talking about best picture. They said this is like you said before. This was the all black cast, black director, black right. This is what, what they color started purple? with. What about color purple? Steven Spielberg. <laughs> That's a Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, Emil, you're my brother from another mother, but I think that we're getting confused. First of all, I, I am honest, like Sha, about my feelings towards moving light. I feel like I identify with the character so much, and then they flip the beach scene on me. I feel like, wow, you know what I mean? Uh, and I have issues about that because all my life somebody wanted me to be gay, and I've been good at not being gay, so it means I'm not. So I'm good, but still, I'm tired of people trying to. I'm, I'm tired of people still trying to trick Bro, me. We're we gonna need a whole show <laughs> anyway, on that. I'm going back to my point. <laughs> With Moonlight, I have this issue. Like, why? Like, what are they doing? I don't feel like the Academy Awards has my best interest at heart. And if they're making a move, I'm suspicious. I have issues about why this film, like like Shaw said, and like and and when you step back, right? They did humanize the drug dealer. They did a great job of doing that. But when you ball it with the humanization of it. Where's the positive themes at? I would say this. It's legitimate to be suspicious of the Academy Awards. This is legitimate to be suspicious of media representations. So just like we can ask, like, why is the Academy Awards doing it? Why can't we ask, like, why did the filmmaker do it? Why did the director do this? And, and what about what he is trying to achieve? And why can't we have more faith in that than we have in whatever the fuck the Academy Awards is trying to do? Only thing I'm saying is, right, okay, so if we are asking the filmmaker, we are asking the writer, like, I don't want what I'm saying to be something like an indictment on the filmmakers or, like, I want to take away anything from what they did. It was an accomplishment in itself. I respect that. Absolutely. It's all good. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the issue that I have with this film isn't with the filmmaker. Again, it's with the celebration of it. So, with that being said, y'all, first and foremost, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank Mike Adams. I want to thank Rasan Thomas. And I definitely want to thank Emil for all of you guys' spirited, value, and I thought poignant points at times. Thank you. With that being said, man, I will see you brothers later, and y'all have a good day. Inside San Quentin, Moonlight was produced by Shadid Wallace Stepter. We want to thank Rasan Thomas, Emil DeWeaver, and Mike Adams. Our senior producer is Tony Gannon. We have production support from Andrea Hendrickson. Our post-production editor is Rachel Kane. Photographer Brian Acey took photos inside San Quentin of the conversation, and you can see all of the photos at our website, lifeofthelaw.org. Special thanks to Spencer Lindenman at A24 Films for sending the DVD of Moonlight. Lieutenant Sam Robinson for approving the screening inside the prison, and San Quentin Catholic Chaplain Father George Williams. Subscribe to our newsletter to get a behind-the-scenes look at the production, photos, and notes by the producers. You can subscribe on our website, lifeofthelaw.org. We're a nonprofit project of the Tide Center, and we're part of the Panoply Network of Podcasts from Slate. You can also find Life of the Law on PRX, Public Radio Exchange. We want to take a moment to thank everyone for their recent donations to Life of the Law. Callie Catcott, Katie Burke, Patricia Fort, Charles Magnuson, William English, Michael Yarborough, and everyone who joined us at Live Law in San Francisco. 
Join us in two weeks when we present Live Law, Initial Public Offering, Stories from the Curious and the Courageous. Michael Thompson, Saran Norris, Fantastic Negrito, Riddy Shaw, and Troy Williams. So uh, he, was, he said, hey man, you got to become an artist again, and I'm going to help you. So I said, he said, what do you love? I said, man, I like, like Delta Blues. That's what I love. Nobody wants to hear that shit. He's like, just, just go for it. Just do like your version of it. So he's, just like how I supported him in this gentrified uh, Bay Area that seems out of reach. See, it's not always out of reach. You just gotta, you gotta think about it. We shared our money, basically, the most uh, you know, loving thing you could do. That's next on Life of the Law. I'm Nancy Mullane. Thanks for listening. <laughs>